welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, which is part of the Edge Sports family. It's the Thursday leading into the Week 11 game, so I'm going to discuss my favorite and least favorite matchups for players this week based on their venues, the forecasted weather, and their defensive opponents. Let's get started with quarterbacks, where my favorite matchups this week include Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Phillip Rivers, Kyle Allen, and Dwayne Haskins. For Carr, he draws a home matchup against the Bengals. The Bengals have the number 32 DVA pass defense at this point. They've passed the Dolphins. They also increased passing yards per attempt by 32%, which is the most in football, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 43%. That's the third most in football. The Bengals are actually a great matchup for pretty much everyone on this Oakland Raiders team, so we'll be talking about them frequently throughout this podcast. But let's jump down next to Jimmy Garoppolo. He draws the home matchup against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the number 26 DVOA pass defense, and they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 32%, and that's the fifth most. But unlike a lot of bad teams, the Cardinals don't cut down on the number of passes in favor of runs. They actually increase pass plays by 5%, so this will probably be a good matchup for Garoppolo, assuming he has enough healthy receivers to kind of make a real run at it, which I'll get to that a little bit later as well. For Phillip Rivers, he's actually playing on Monday night in Mexico City in the Estadio Azteca uh, against the Chiefs, so this is going to be an intriguing matchup, I think. It, there's a little bit of red flags here with Rivers, obviously coming off the bad Thursday performance, but there's there's some signs here that this could be a good game for him too. Uh, the major concern I would have is that the, the Chiefs are actually a worse run defense. They're the number 31 DVO run defense, much better against the pass. But from a fantasy perspective, they're actually still fairly passer friendly, increasing pass plays by 2%, increasing passing touchdowns by 3% per attempt. So I'm going to say that Rivers probably does have this good matchups, but I, I would understand if you would only want to use him in more of a DFS tournament setting than maybe in your shallower formats. And one thing to keep an eye on as we get closer to the game is that there's a 40% chance of rain right now in Mexico City for Monday night, so that could be a complicating factor. Unfortunately, the game isn't earlier in the week where you could actually make adjustments for it, but hopefully by Saturday or Sunday we'll have a clearer picture about what the weather in this game will be and whether or not you should maybe rely only on the running games for these two teams. Next up, we have Kyle Allen. He gets the home matchup against the Falcons this week. Obviously, very fun game for him in Green Bay last week in the snow. That's about as tough as it gets for fantasy. Uh, this, this matchup is going to be a little bit better for him from a weather perspective. 43-degree kickoff temperature, 9-mile-per-hour winds, and no precipitation. Meanwhile, the Falcons are about as good a matchup as you can have for an opponent for, for fantasy passing production. They're the number 31 DVOA pass defense. They're much better against the run at number 10 DVOA. Plus, they increase passing yards per attempt by 13% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 40%. That's the fourth most in football. So Allen's going to have a good week. I have him as a back-end QB2 this week, whereas he's normally a QB3 for me. And then meanwhile, Dwayne Haskins, kind of a similar story here for him, playing at home against the Jets. The, the Jets are the number 24 DVOA pass defense versus number 2 DVOA run defense, so even a little bit more extreme than the Falcons there. They increase pass plays by 7% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 13%. And Haskins, kind of similar situation, similar part of the country, draws a 39-degree weather day with 11 miles per hour wind. So a little bit of a factor, probably increasing the the Redskins wanting to rely on the run more than the pass, but Haskins could have an unusually good day for him, potentially, against the Jets. Next up, let's shift over to the quarterbacks with the worst matchups for this week. For that, we have Kyler Murray, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, and Nick Foles. For Kyler Murray, he draws the 49ers matchup that is a recurring theme for bad quarterback matchups in this uh, podcast. They are the number one DVOA pass defense, much worse against the run, number 17 DVOA. They decrease pass plays by 21%, which is the most in football, and decrease passing yards per attempt by 14%, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 37%. 
Murray actually played this team two weeks ago and threw for about 240 yards and two touchdowns, which is a very good performance against the 49ers. But remember that game was at home. This is going to be in San Francisco, making it even tougher for him. I would take the under on two passing touchdowns for him, and I would leave him on your bench. I normally have him as a top 10 guy in terms of true talent, but this week he's just 17th for me at quarterbacks in fantasy. And then the other big matchup to to note um, for quarterbacks here is the Patriots, and Carson Wentz is the lucky quarterback that draws them this week. The Patriots are the number two DVA pass defense and number 14 DVA run defense, so another team that encourages you to run the ball against them. They decrease passing yards per attempt by 24% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 64%. Both of those are the most in football. Meanwhile, with this game being in Philadelphia, we have a 41-degree temperature and 14-mile-per-hour wind forecast. That's the most wind this week. That's another factor that skews pass, uh, pass and run plays towards the run. So could be a tough run of things for Wentz. Wentz, who's kind of struggled this year relative to expectations anyway because of the lack of options at the skill position players. Deshaun Jackson out for the year now on injured reserve. So I don't like Wentz this week. Um, I think he's probably more of a back-end quarterback, too. You can use him in your deeper formats, but in shallow leagues, I would look elsewhere for someone with a better matchup. Next up, we have Deshaun Watson. He never falls too far because of a bad matchup. I think I have him fourth this week, but he does draw a bit of a bad one this week at the Ravens. The Ravens are the number eight DVA pass defense, but number 28 DVA run defense, so potentially a big Carlos Hyde day here. And the Ravens also decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 47%, fourth most in football. For Kirk Cousins, he's probably the most interesting player of everyone that I'm going to talk about this week. He's at home facing the Broncos, which they are a bad pass defense um, to face. They're, the, they're a good pass defense and a bad one to face in fantasy, let me restate. The number 12 DVA pass defense, they decrease passing yards per attempt by 15% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 52%, second most. But that's not really the concern that I have here. You, know, you might have noticed that Cousins has been doing really, really well of late. And while I think many people are going to read that as just sort of him turning the corner in this offense, I actually think I've identified sort of a splits trend here, which is with his opponent's overall DVOA or just their general quality. When he's facing teams in the top half of the league in DVOA this year, he's throwing for 252 yards per game and 2.5 touchdowns per game, adding up to 19.4 fantasy points per game. But when he's facing teams in the bottom half of overall DVOA, those decline to 231 passing yards, 0.8 touchdowns, and 12.7 fantasy points. So almost a seven fantasy point difference here. And what I think this is reflecting is the Vikings strategy to try to run the ball as much as they can. And when they're facing a team like the Redskins from previous weeks, where they can dominate on the ground against them, that's kind of what they do from a fantasy perspective. And then Cousins doesn't throw very many passes and definitely doesn't throw passes in the red zone. And the way I read this with the Broncos now starting Brandon Allen at quarterback, this is definitely a team that's going to be like that. The Broncos are the number 21 overall DVOA team. So I would expect Dalvin Cook to run the ball a ton this game, maybe even get some Alexander Madison involved. And Cousins will probably throw the ball a lot less often and probably throw it less often in the red zone. As such, I think this is a really bad matchup for him this week. And even though you think of the Broncos as being an easy team to play, the trends of the Vikings suggest otherwise, and I would avoid him in fantasy this week. And then finally, at quarterback, we have Nick Foles making his return from his broken collarbone, coming off injured reserve to start this game. It's actually a pretty tough place to come back to because he's going to Indianapolis to face the Colts. The Colts are going to get Jacoby Brissett back in this game, too. So the Colts will be at relative full strength uh, by their depleted strength uh, standards, at least. The Colts are the number six DVA pass defense and number 23 DVA run defense. So they might encourage a little, little, little bit more Leonard Fournette and a little bit less Nick Foles in this game. The Colts also decreased passing yards per attempt by 12% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 32%. So I would leave Foles on your benches for the time being. You may get a little bit more use from him over the rest of the season. 
Shifting gears to running backs, our best matchups this week include Josh Jacobs, Brian Hill, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, uh, Austin Eckler, and Le'Veon Bell. For Josh Jacobs, he draws that Bengals matchup that I mentioned earlier that's great for running backs as well as quarterbacks. They're the number 29 DVOA run defense. They increase run plays by 19%, second most in football, and they increase rushing yards per attempt and touchdowns per attempt by 19% and 33%, that latter number being the fourth most in football. The thing with Jacobs that's really interesting is that he scored all seven of his rushing touchdowns this season at home, if you're giving me the, the benefit of calling the, the game in, uh, in London home. Otherwise, it's five versus zero, but still, just like a tremendous difference in fantasy so far this season, scoring 21.3 fantasy points per game at home versus 10.9 on the road. I think this says a lot about game script and how the Raiders being kind of a middling but quality team, they tend to have a lot more success at home, build leads, and are able to ride Jacobs to kill clock in the second half. That could definitely be the case this week against the Bengals, who are bad in, in many respects. So I expect another huge day for here for Jacobs at home. This is his third straight game at home, and then he'll, he'll face a couple on the road. So this is a great week to use him in fantasy and then maybe avoid him in your DFS lineups for a couple of weeks after this. Next up, we have Brian Hill. Hill is going to be substituting in for Devontae Freeman. Looks like he's going to miss at least one week with his injury. And I think that means Hill is going to probably be the workhorse back for the Falcons this week. He actually saw 21 touches in relief of Freeman last week, although obviously he and Kenyon Barner were the only other two running backs active for the team. They may add someone like Quadriolis into the lineup this week, but I still expect a ton of work for Hill here. And the matchup really doesn't get any better facing the Panthers. The Panthers are the number 32 DVOA run defense. They're much, much better against the pass, number three in DVOA. They increase rushing yards per attempt by 19% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 176%, which is far and away the most in football. So great week for Hill. I actually have him, I think, as a top five play in fantasy this week, and he's much less expensive than that in DFS. I would throw him in all of your DFS lineups, uh, despite some of the risk for playing time here. Next up, we have Ezekiel Elliott. He's traveling to Detroit to face the Lions. The Lions are the number 20 DVA run defense, uh, and they increase rushing touchdowns per attempt by kind of a modest 5%. But their biggest boost here for fantasy is that they increase run plays by 12%. So it could be a big day for Elliott in terms of workload, which will help in fantasy. Then next up, we have Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. They're both in that game in Mexico City against the Chiefs. Uh, The Chiefs are the number 31 DVOA run defense and number 5 DVOA pass defense. So definitely a team that skews their opponent's workloads towards the run. And even though the Chiefs are excellent on offense, that still seems to work for their opponents who increase run plays by 5% when they face them. The Chiefs, meanwhile, increased rushing yards per attempt by 20% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 30%. And given the fact that this game has a potential chance for rain, it just could be a huge day for both Gordon and Eckler in terms of workload. And at this point, I'm also feeling pretty confident in Gordon in terms of skill set. After a really slow start to the season coming out of his holdout, he's had positive rushing DVOA totals in three straight games. So I'm feeling confident about him going forward, and I think they're both top 20 options this week. Finally, for the positive running back matchups, we'll end with Le'Veon Bell. He's traveling to the Redskins there uh, to face the team that's number 19 in DVOA run defense. They increase run plays by 20%. That's the most in football. And because of that, it it kind of outweighs any slight decreases that they would have as sort of a medium neutral team in terms of rushing yards per attempt and touchdowns per attempt. So I like Le'Veon Bell a lot here. I think he'll have a lot of workload. Okay, shifting gears, let's go to the running backs with the worst matchups for this week. Those include Melvin Ingram, uh, Mark Ingram, not Melvin Ingram, David Montgomery, Nick Chubb, Ronald Jones, Kenyon Drake, and Philip Lindsay. For Mark Ingram, he gets a home matchup here against the Texans. The Texans are the number six DVOA run defense and number 20 DVOA pass defense, so they skew their opponent's workloads a little bit more towards the run. 
that's something that's kind of flying in contrast to a lot of the good teams the Ravens have played so far this season, like the Patriots and Chiefs. So it might be a sneaky matchup for you if you're not thinking about it in those level of details. And then for Ingram, he faces the Texans that they cut run plays by 20%. It's the most in football. They cut rushing yards per attempt by 13% and rushing touchdowns per attempt um, by 65%, the second most in football. So all told, Ingram falls from a normal top 20 running back for me to 27th this week. Uh, maybe somebody to avoid in, in DFS. Next up, we have David Montgomery. I mean, clearly the guy for the Bears right now, um, but he's facing a Rams team that is number three in DVOA in run defense versus number 16 in DVOA pass defense. They also cut rushing yards per attempt by 30%, the second most in football, and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 30%, uh, by 57%, excuse me, fourth most in football. It's a really tough matchup for him and the Bears here. For Nick Chubb, this is kind of an interesting one. Uh, Kareem Hunt returned to the Browns last week and was heavily involved in the passing game with nine targets and seven catches. He actually lined up as a wide receiver pretty often, so this could be a situation where Chubb and Hunt end up playing a lot together. But I still think this is going to be a knock for Chubb in terms of his target share, and that's going to really increase the amount of matchups play required to really get the most out of Chubb. He's probably going to be a top 10 running back overall for the rest of the season, but if he's not catching passes, then when he faces a tough run defense like the Steelers, who are number 11 in DVOA run defense, it could make it a little bit harder for him to, to excel in fantasy. The Steelers cut rushing yards per attempt by 16% and cut rushing touchdowns per attempt by 59%, which is the third most in football. So this week, I think Chubb is more of a running back two than what his typical excellent standard has been so far this season. And then we have Ronald Jones. He's at home facing the Saints and their number seven DVOA run defense. The Saints cut rushing yards per attempt by 19% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 4%, so kind of modest there. But they cut rushing uh, plays by 19%, the second most in football. The Saints can build a big lead here, then Jones may not get as much time as somebody who's more of an early down option uh, in what is kind of a workload committee still in Tampa Bay. And then Kenyon Drake, I think also in a committee here with David Johnson. Johnson ended up getting benched last week after he fumbled, but I think that was more of a one-time type of deal. And I think that Drake may kind of have a similar workload to Nick Chubb um, while David Johnson catches a little bit more passes and maybe lines up at wide receiver some for the Cardinals. As such, he's another guy that may end up having some some matchup splits here. And facing a 49ers team in San Francisco could be a very tough day for him. The 49ers, again, they're better against the pass, number one in DVA pass defense and number 17 DVA run defense. But just the overall quality of their defense cuts run plays by 5% and leads to a lot fewer rushing touchdown opportunities, just 44% fewer uh, than an average team. So I think it's going to be a tough week for Drake, who I have at 33rd of the position this week in PPR. And then finally, Philip Lindsay, another player with a difficult matchup traveling to Minnesota to face the Vikings. The Vikings are the number five DVA run defense, and they cut run plays by 9% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 71%, and that number is the most in football. Next up, we have wide receivers with the best matchups. We have Debo Samuel, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Michael Thomas, and Terry McLaurin. For Debo Samuel, this is kind of assuming that Emmanuel Sanders is going to miss this game. Right now, it's unclear. He injured his ribs last week on Monday night and so has kind of a short week to try to recover. Follow the news there. But if Debo um, Samuel is able to, to be the primary guy here, I think he's going to draw a really nice matchup. He set career highs last week for eight with eight catches and 112 yards on 11 targets. And uh, the Cardinals, in addition to having just a generally number 27, 26 DVOA pass defense, they're actually number 29 in DVOA against number one receivers this season. Patrick Peterson coming back four weeks ago really hasn't changed that equation. He's really struggled this season. Just a 37% coverage success rate, and he's allowing 10.5 yards per target. 
in those four games this season. So I think this could be a really good matchup for Samuel or potentially for Sanders if he's able to make it back for this game. For Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro, both of them facing the Bengals, the uh, kind of the beating drum that we've talked about through much of this podcast. The Bengals are number 32 in DVOA pass defense, so probably good for everybody involved here, but they're number 30 in DVOA defense against number one receivers, and that's Tyrell Williams, and number 27 in DVOA against other receivers, and that includes Hunter Renfro as a slot receiver. I mentioned, too, with Renfro specifically, after having less than 40 receiving yards in every week from weeks one to seven, he's had at least 40 in three straight games. So I think he's really emerging as the number two receiver for this team, even with Zay Jones getting more and more playing time just in terms of being on the field. I think Renfro is clearly the number two guy, at least among the receivers. Obviously, Darren Waller is still heavily involved here, but I think Renfro can be a wide receiver three option for you this week, so maybe a deeper league play for you there. For Michael Thomas, at this point, he's getting so much of a target share down in New Orleans that he's a number one receiver in fantasy for me pretty much every week. But he does draw a really nice matchup here against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers increase pass plays by 21%, which is the most in football, and they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 46%. That's the second most in football. In addition to just generally being a bad pass defense, number 27 in DVOA, they're number 21 and number 31 against number one and number two outside receivers, whereas much stronger against other receivers, number eight, and very strong against receiving backs, number one in football, as well as number one in DVOA against the run. So could be a relatively tough day for Alvin Kamara in that role, and that may shift even more of the workload, if that's possible, towards Thomas. You know, another saint to keep an eye on here is Traquan Smith, who made it back last week for the first time since, I think, week one because of his hamstring injury. So Traquan Smith may be sort of a deep league flyer for you, maybe a DFS tournament play. He could be a guy that gets a lot of extra work here against the Buccaneers. And then with Terry McLaurin, I'll recommend him as a start against the Jets, although there's a red flag here too. The Jets are the number 24 DVOA pass defense, and they're number 24 against number one receivers and number 27 against number two receivers. So kind of struggle there on the outside. McLaurin clearly the number one guy for the Redskins at this point, despite being a rookie. But the thing that I'll mention here with McLaurin is despite seeing fairly similar target shares, um, he's done much better with Case Keenum as his quarterback, averaging 74 yards and one touchdown per game, catching 64% of his passes there. And without Keenum, he's averaging just 43 yards per game, no touchdowns, and a 58% catch rate. Dwayne Haskins is going to be the starter of this game. He's been announced as the starter for the rest of the season. So I'm a little bit pessimistic toward McLaurin, who I think my my system here sees as being a little bit better. Doesn't Probably doesn't see... Haskins is bad a quarterback as he's playing right now. So maybe don't think of him as a top 20 option the way that I'm listing him here, but he's a guy that does enjoy a a nice matchup. So if you want to kind of have a risky tournament play, you could go with the McLaurin-Haskins combo. Could kind of be an interesting one. Next up, the uh, wide receivers are the worst matchups this week. We have Christian Kirk, Alshon Jeffrey, Larry Fitzgerald, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins. For Kirk and Fitzgerald, they draw that 49ers defense that's number one in DVA and overall pass defense. They're actually number or top 12 in DVA against every receiver grouping. So that includes number one outside receivers like Kirk, as well as slot receivers and other receivers like, like Fitzgerald. Could be a really tough day for them. I think they combined for just 46 receiving yards when they played uh, the 49ers two weeks ago. And again, that game was at home in Arizona. This will probably be even more difficult in San Francisco. For Alshon Jeffrey, uh, the whole looming Deshaun Jackson return is no longer an issue with him on injured reserve. So Jeffrey is the number one receiver for this team, but... Facing the Patriots, I really don't want to use him. In addition to being the number two DVOA pass defense in general, they're number five against number one outside receivers and number one against uh, number two outside receivers. So probably a really tough day for Jeffrey here on the outside. Probably want to stay away from him in pretty much every 
pass-catching option, except maybe Zach Ertz for the Eagles this week. For Tyreek Hill, I think he's kind of evolving into being a matchup-proof kind of player, and I have him, I think, top five among receivers this week, even when I'm considering a bad matchup. But I do think the Chargers are a bit of a tough matchup. Uh, They're the number 21 DVOA pass defense, but stronger, number 11 in DVOA against number one receivers, which that is obviously what Hill is at this point. Um, And again, this game has a 40% chance of rain, so that could be a factor that affects how often um, Patrick Mahomes is willing to go down the field. Just something to keep an eye on later as the week progresses. But you're not going to bench Hill in any type of full-season fantasy league, but maybe not the ideal option for you in your DFS. And then I would definitely stay away from DeAndre Hopkins in DFS, where he's the third most expensive player uh, receiver in DraftKings. He travels to the Ravens, facing that number eight DVOA pass defense that's also number eight in DVOA against number one receivers. He'll probably be shattered most of the game by Merlin Humphrey, who has a 67% coverage success rate. That's the second best among qualified cornerbacks this season. So it could be a very difficult game for him. And again, the Ravens cutting passing touchdowns per attempt by 47%. Maybe a tough day for Hopkins to score, even though he scored a touchdown in two of his last three games, kind of breaking out of that touchdown slump from the early part of the season. Then let's close out tonight's show talking about the tight ends. The ones with the best matchups this week include George Kittle, Darren Waller, Greg Olson, Jared Cook, and Tyler Eifert. For Kittle, his good matchup here depends on whether he plays or not, but I'm really hoping he does play because this Cardinals matchup is the best one in football for tight ends. With the number 32 DVOA defense against tight ends, and they allow 8.3 targets and 86 yards per game to the position. Those are both top two in football. Meanwhile, if Kittle doesn't play, then I think you can use a flyer on his backup, Ross Dwelly. Dwelly played 92% of the team's offensive snaps last week with Kittle out and had seven targets. He didn't convert that into much fantasy production, but I think he'd have a much easier time of it against the Cardinals. And I'd probably have him as a top 10 option in the position if Kittle ended up sitting out this game. Next up, Darren Waller. He's at home for that Bengals matchup, which again, could I say them anymore in this in this uh, podcast? But the Bengals are also number 31 in DVOA against tight ends, so a great matchup here for Waller. The Bengals increasing p- uh, passing touchdowns per attempt by 43% also won't hurt for Waller, who could use a touchdown to kind of bust out of a mini, mini slump for him. And then for Greg Olson, this one's a little interesting. I was getting a bit scared for him because prior to last week, Kyle Allen was targeting him just f- uh, 4.5 times per game, half of Cam Newton's total from the first two weeks. But playing last week in the snow in Green Bay, Olsen saw 10 targets from Kyle Allen. And I could see Allen maybe relying a little bit more on Olsen the rest of the season as the weather gets worse. And again, that is going to be the case this week in Carolina with um, sub-50 degree temperatures and a little bit of wind. So I think Olsen will probably see a little bit of uptick in volume because of that. And then plus the Falcons are a pretty good matchup for tight ends, number 18 in DVOA, and allow a lot more touchdowns to to wide receivers and, and tight ends alike. So probably a good week for Olsen. I have him top 10 at the position. And then Jared Cook facing those Buccaneers. That's a good matchup too. The Buccaneers are number 29 in DVOA against tight ends, and they allow 9.1 targets and 84 yards per game to the position. So right there in line with the Cardinals as being probably the best matchup for opposing tight ends. Uh, Cook's been back for a few weeks and looks good. I think he's a good start for you this week um, from the Saints. And then Tyler Eifert, more of a deep league option. I have him as a back end tight end uh, three. But he's facing a Raiders team that's number 15 in DVOA against tight ends, and that allows 8.1 targets and 65 yards per game to the position. So Eifert could have a nice week here, too, with Ryan Finley at quarterback on the road for the first time in his career. And then finally, the tight ends are the worst matchup this week. Include Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Vance McDonald, and Ben Watson. For Ertz and Goddard, they're both at home facing that Patriots team that 
It's probably at its best facing outside receivers with their exceptional cornerbacks, but they're also number nine in DVOA against tight ends, allowing just 4.4 targets and 34 yards per game to the position. So a really tough spot here. Ertz is a different kind of player than a lot of those guys that have faced the Patriots so far this season, so I'm only dropping him to sixth at the position, but definitely worse than I would normally have him. And Goddard, at best, probably a back-end tight end too, even though he's been fairly reliable over the last month. Uh, For Kelsey, again, in that Mexico City game that has some good and some bad features, I'm going to say this is probably a bad matchup for him, though. Number six DVOA defense against tight ends are the Chargers. The Chargers are allowing just 5.1 targets and 42 yards per game to the position. And uh, I don't know, if it rains, it may be a situation where the Chiefs rely a little bit more on the run. But again, you probably don't want to be too scared away by Kelsey, Hill, or Mahomes just in general. They're just too effective from a week-to-week perspective to bench them in any type of redraft leagues. Uh, For Vance McDonald, he's traveling to Cleveland to face the Browns. The Browns are number 24 in DVA against tight ends, so it sounds like a good matchup from that perspective. But their other defensive weaknesses, I think, do take workload away from tight ends. They're allowing just 4.5 targets and 48 yards per game to the position. So I think it's a bit of a down matchup here for McDonald, who's already kind of a questionable start in shallow leagues anyway. And then Ben Watson, probably more of a deeper league option for you at this point, but facing that Eagles team that's number 10 in DVOA against tight ends and allowing just 6.4 targets and 40 yards per game to the position, you're probably going to want to look elsewhere there. Mohamed Sanu got integrated before the team's bye, had, I think, 14 targets in his last game. Inkil Harry, the rookie receiver, could be back for this game too. Could be a very receiver-dependent type of game plan here for the Patriots. So Watson, probably somebody you want to reserve for your very deep leagues. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Meanwhile, because of some meetings and because of the Thanksgiving holiday over the next couple of weeks, the schedule for the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast may change a bit for the next two weeks. Uh, there may only be one episode uh, one episode for either one or both of those weeks. I'll keep everyone updated with those schedules on Twitter. You can follow me at Scott underscore Spratt. Um, and then whether it's next Tuesday or next Wednesday when I'm back, I'll talk to everyone then. And thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.